By show of hands, how many of you have put your Christmas tree away or dragged it out to the curb, put it in the recycling? Most of you. <laughs> yep, it's January 7th, and Christmas 2023 is in the books. The presents have been opened, the new toys may not be considered new anymore, the stockings are down, the decorations are put away, we're going to take ours down tomorrow night, we'll make an announcement about that so you can show up and help. Maybe you already broke a New Year's resolution. Anybody there? <laughs> Christmas officially ended yesterday on January 6th with the Feast of the Epiphany, another one of those church words that simply means the day we remember the story that the three wise men showing up and delivered their gifts. This week, things get back to normal. You don't get Monday off tomorrow, those of you who are still working. Our regular schedules resume. We, reserve, we return to our pre-holiday activities and happenings. But before we get too far away from Christmas and the turn of the new year, I think there are good reasons for us to take a moment and recognize and celebrate the importance of the Epiphany. Epiphany reminds us to consider how Jesus has been revealed to us and to think about what difference that makes in our lives so many years after the first Christmas and the visit of the wise men. Among both Eastern Catholics and Eastern Orthodox, the feast is known as the Theophany. There's another $5 word you could share over lunch. The revelation of God to man, meaning that Jesus is God revealed to us. And all that is well and good. But I'd also like for you to consider this event from a different point of view today. Particularly, I'd like for you to consider practically, practically, what difference the epiphany or the visit of the wise men made in Jesus' life and then secondly, what difference it makes in our lives outside of the fact of the theological significance of that event as the church put it on the liturgical calendar. What good is Epiphany for us today? Let's think about Jesus' experience first. Now, according to my Epiphany tie, uh, you can see it on the way out today if you want, I wear once a year, uh, and as indicated on the crash on the altar, the wise men showed up almost instantaneously after the birth of Jesus. But Jesus was not an infant when this happened, according to the Greek word that is translated that he was a young child. It is educationally guessed that he was between one and two years old when they visited. We don't have the exact details. I'm sure the visit had a very special impact on Mary and Joseph, but I wonder, what did Jesus get out of this event? Probably not much. How many of you remember something that happened when you were one? Not many, if any. 
after all the gifts have been received, after the hoopla of some really important people coming and going in and out of Bethlehem, after the dust has settled, what do you suppose changed or became different in Jesus' life? I would suggest nothing. Nothing different happened. The epiphany likely didn't mean anything to Jesus, nor did it change anything about his life. And here's why I say this. Outside of just one other story in the Gospels, we have almost no information about the King of Kings and Lord of Lords from when the wise men visit to the moment he shows up to be baptized by John in the Jordan River when he is 30 years old. We have one account of Jesus as a disobedient 12-year-old hanging out in the temple when he was supposed to be traveling back to Nazareth with his folks. But that's it. We go from one epiphany to another, from the wise men to Jesus' baptism with nothing happening in Jesus' life for 30 years. If Jesus is who Epiphany says he is, God in the flesh, God with us, the King Jesus, the one who saves us even from death, one might think that God would have made those 30 lost years of Jesus a little more productive, don't you think? After all, it's Jesus we're talking about. Even if you considered that culturally, a man in Jesus' time was not at the acceptable age of maturity to hold any sort of religious authority to include holding the title of rabbi until that age, it would stand to reason that the Son of God would get a pass on that requirement. I am asking this question, this epiphany. Why did God wait so long? Why did God wait 30 years before giving Jesus the go-ahead to do what only he could do? There's only one answer, and it's not the best, I think. It was all in God's timing. Don't you love when somebody tells you that? It's all in God's timing. God's perfect, humanly misunderstood timing. How wonderfully frustrating of an answer is that? Now, we could take some time this morning and look very carefully at both the scripture stories that uh, Bud read for you. But frankly, I think God has just as much to say to us today through what is not in his word this morning as by what is in the word. And that may be a bit dangerous, but there is something very powerful, I think, to understand through not knowing much of anything about Jesus' first 30 years of life. And I think that may be the epiphany for us today. It has to do with time. And it especially has to do with waiting. How long have you waited for God to answer a prayer or make a change in you 
what changes circumstance in your life or in the lives of those you love or send you into a particular ministry or do something you knew you could do for him, but you just did not have the opportunity. My guess is that in some circumstance or another, you have had to wait on God. And some of you have had to wait a long time. Maybe some of you are waiting for God to do something right now. Maybe to heal a loved one, or to help you find the right job, or show you what to do in your retirement. Although I hear you do more at that time than you do at other times. Truly some of you are waiting on God, and that's sometimes hard to do. If that's you, there's a wonderful message for you today. What looks like lost time in our eyes, or time simply waiting for God to reveal his plan and next step for you, is time when God is preparing you and maybe even the rest of the world for what comes next. Here's the reality of what God did with Jesus during those 30 years. He gave Mary and Joseph time to raise him and love him and begin to form in him what it meant to be not only an outstanding person, but also to instill in him what it meant to be the Messiah. If you thought it was hard raising your own kids, think of how much more of a challenge it must have been to raise the Son of God. I can only imagine Mary and Joseph over a nice warm cup of water in the morning, wondering whether that was the day they were supposed to tell Jesus that he was the Messiah. When he was not where he was supposed to be after Passover, when he was 12, were they to scold him or to let him be? Regardless, surely they gave him the upbringing and faith education he needed to support his personal mission, which he grew into as he grew up, as we all do. He learned all the things we have learned to do as we grew up, including what it means to become an adult, to take full responsibility for oneself, to make decisions on our own that dictate the direction and meaning of our lives, and hopefully how it can be offered to the glory of God and to the benefit of others. It gave him the time to grow in wisdom and stature and favor among the people. That's what scripture says. The real epiphany of Jesus happened only when the time was right, only in God's perfect timing, only at the proper time. There's a scripture passage from Ecclesiastes that many of you have heard before from chapter 3, and the heading is this, a time for everything. For everything, there is a season, a time for every activity under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to harvest, a time to kill 
and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build up, a time to cry and a time to laugh, a time to grieve and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather stones, a time to embrace and a time to turn away, a time to search and a time to quit searching. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to mend. A time to be quiet and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. This scripture is often read at funerals to remind people that although we may not understand, we may not understand God's timing, everything is under God's control, that God gives every moment purpose, even life and death. Not one bit of time is wasted. Verse 11 continues, Yet God has made everything beautiful for its own time. He has planted eternity in the human heart. But even so, people cannot see the whole scope of God's work from beginning to end. The Bible doesn't say, but my guess is that Jesus did not know everything that would transpire in his life. When he would begin his ministry or do his first miracle, or even die on the cross. But he waited and was ready to give his life to God at just the perfect, proper time. And that is what God wants us to do. We may have to wait, but here's the good news. Whatever season of life you are in, God is using it to prepare you for what is next. There is an epiphany, a revelation of God's presence to the world he wants to make through us. But it will only happen at the proper time and in God's perfect timing. If you are waiting for God to do something with you or something more with you, look around. See what he is already preparing for you. And when the time is right, he'll make it happen. When you are ready, and when the rest of the world is ready for you. That's how it was for Jesus. That's also how it is for all of those who want to be used by God. It will all occur at the proper time. So have faith. We've made the turn into the new year. Time is of the essence. God wants to reveal himself today as much as he did when the wise men showed up and Jesus did what only he could do 30 years later. You are part of that plan or you wouldn't be sitting here today. God wants to use you when you're ready to do something only you can do given who you are, 
how he has created you and with the gifts he has given you. Maybe, just maybe, you are ready now. In any case, it will all happen in God's perfect timing, and that would make it the proper 